Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of Around the Wire. Chad Rich is the host, but he asked me to just clarify that. He asked me, I'm Stephen, by the way, if you didn't know who I am by now. Uh, I'm just leading the intro today. I'm alongside always my, my partner, Justin, my partner, Chad, and we have a special guest this evening, live from Bowling Green State University's Founders Hall. It's Mr. Anthony Salib. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you boys doing tonight? Fantastic. Good. So, well, I just, obviously, I just... obviously uh, there was a lot to unpack this week in sports, especially on Sunday. What a week, what a day it was. What a week seven. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of close games, a lot of exciting games. And obviously, since we are Cleveland biased, uh, we got to start to talk about that wild battle of Ohio part two between the Joe Burrow led Bengals and the Baker Mayfield led Cleveland Browns. A lot to talk about. Obviously, one of the lead stories coming out of the game was the unfortunate ACL tear for Odell Beckham Jr. He will be gone for the rest of the year and probably for a majority or at least the first half of next season if he is still a Cleveland Brown. So that's going to be the first question I raise to everybody here, what are your thoughts on what the Browns will end up doing with Odell Beckham now that he is, he has another major knee injury, second one of his career. Uh, obviously we have seen that he, well, I don't think frustrated with Cleveland. He's just not been performing up to the normal standards that he uh, has proven that he can play at. Uh, so anybody who would like to take the first, you know, Shot at this, please go right ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do really. You got to think. Um, is this a? I'm not. I don't follow NFL contracts. I don't know. Is this a contract extension year for him? Well, they have How many signed years to 2023. Okay. Um, I think you stick with them. Now I say that with 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 caution because, like you said, two major knee injuries in his career. But um, I think you stick with him. I, I think he's too good of a good of a player to get rid of, especially when I do think the Cleveland Browns should be targeting for a deep playoff run every year from from now from this year on, because they have the talent to right now. Um, as we saw, I mean, Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones are really, really uh, serviceable wide receivers, I should say, um, in the NFL for any team. But I'll take Odell over both of those guys any day of the week. And I, I feel like anybody else would at the same time. Uh, it would also depend on what you get, right? I mean, for a guy that, that's that's really that good in the NFL, I mean, yes, he's had, all, he's had his off-season off or his off-years with Cleveland. Um, isn't the same player as uh, when he was in New York. But it also, yeah, depends on really what you get. But I think I think you ride with him for another year or so, see what's going on. Do you think he's declining? Um, de- decline is a strong word. Um, because his 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 production is declining hundred percent. Because you have to think he's not the number one option on a team anymore, right? I mean, in New York, he was that number one guy um, for Eli Manning, and and when he left, I mean, yeah, he he played with Saquon, but Saquon was a rookie at the time, and then Saquon flourished into one of the best running backs in the NFL when, when Odell was gone, but and then Odell joined the team with, 
Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, Jarvis Landry. I mean, he's not the number one option. So I would say his production declined, but talent nowhere near, no. Offer their insights. Um, I could give mine. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. I I think um, for money purposes, I think for some other needs of the team, I believe that by no later than next year's trade deadline, he will not be in Cleveland. I wouldn't be shocked if they move him in the off season, but I don't think teams teams are obviously going to be weary. Number one of his injury again. Uh, his, he's starting to get a little bit older. He's 29 years old. By the time he's healthy, fully healthy, he might be 31, you know, depending on when he returns. Um, and I just think, uh, I, 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 when they, when they traded for Beckham, I was obviously very excited, but I just had a feeling in the back of my, you know, I just thought back in my head that, uh, he wouldn't be here for the rest of his career. And, uh, you know, we've seen on the field that although he's a all world talent, he just, Something's not right with Baker. And I don't think it's anything personal or, or, you know, it's not because of a lack of talent. It's just, there's just a lack of synergy. And that sometimes that happens in the NFL. And I just, I, I think there could be a, somebody's screaming. Don't mind that. Sorry, viewers. That's not me. I can't make that high of a pitch, but um, yeah, I, I just think there will, there will be a team next year, whether it's in the off season or next year's deadline that, especially if the Browns are able to maintain, you know, some sort of, you know, efficient offense and they're still competitive uh i just wouldn't be shocked so uh, that's what i think um <clears throat> i think the browns should stick with him throughout his contract for a couple reasons one being his trade value is going to decrease as uh, we see with this injury teams aren't going to want to trade to uh, take on that contract with that guaranteed money and then the other reason is that when he is on the field he still can be the most dynamic player on the field. And he's shown uh, to have good team chemistry. He's like we saw last week in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, he wants to fire up this team. He's best friends with Jarvis. And I think he's a positive influence on the team, but if they do decide to move on, I think we saw yesterday that Jarvis is the more reliable wide receiver one paired with Baker Mayfield. And we can still win games without him. Yeah, and that I'll let you go uh, after. I just need to get some out, Anthony. Uh, and I agree with you 100%. Um, Jarvis, in my mind, yeah, he's he's that number one receiver. He's he, he's that reliable every game. And then, like I said, touching back on on the young guys that we have, like Rashard Higgins and um, Donovan Peoples Jones, losing losing Odell this year. Um. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. I mean, you're losing you're losing a top ten wide receiver in the NFL um, for your team. And like you going back to what you said, I mean, he impacts the game more than just getting receptions and targets. Um, he draws the defense in in ways that are undescribable. But um, yeah, going back going back to that, yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, stick him stick him with another year. I mean, just see what happens. But all right, that's all I had to say. Um, I agree. Like, I do think uh, Jarvis is number one over Odell in the matchup with Baker. But if you look at it production-wise, it is Cincinnati. But Baker hasn't played that well until Odell is out. So, I mean, it does hurt him being gone. But if you look at it overall, 
how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel better that he's not there looking at how Baker played or are you still worried? Well, another thing I wanted to highlight is that since Baker was a rookie, he has had an instant connection with Richard Higgins. And that's something that I think we were missing last year when he was benched by Freddie Kitchens. You see when he's on the field, like his rookie year, Baker's rookie year, I believe he had like 50 catches, 500 yards, something like that. Last year, his only major playing time was against Buffalo and he scored the game winning touchdown. And then you saw yesterday when Odell went out, he had that connection just resumed with Baker. He had ended up having over 90 yards. So I think um, it has more to do with just the chemistry those two have. And then you get people's Jones who uh, made those big catches late in the game. I'm more comfortable with uh, some of the other guys right now. I get that. And, and honestly, they looked pretty good for pretty much not playing much this season, at least. I mean, I don't know if I'd be worried not having Odell for the rest of the season after seeing what the receivers that we still have, what they can do. Only thing I would say is uh, I, I want to see a bigger sample size. You know, I mean, it's really easy. I, I get it. And, and look, I'm not trying to take anything away from what happened uh, yesterday. That was a uh, phenomenal performance by Baker. After that first quarter, he came out, what, 21 in a row? I guess 22. they count the spike as an incompletion. I call it 22, right? Yeah, yeah, franchise record. Yeah, I, I mean, the guy was playing out of his mind, and uh, he made some big throws. Higgins made some big catches. Obviously, Peoples-Jones had the game winner. Uh, they had some connections with Bryant, Harrison Bryant, and Joku had the touchdown as well. Um, so, like, it, 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 there was a sense of uh, – that the Browns, that they were obviously more efficient. But uh, again, it, it's so weird because you would think that, you know, the Browns pretty much had that same kind of team back in 2018. You know, Higgins, Landry, and they had different weapons. Perriman, probably instead of Peoples Jones, if you're going to substitute the roles this year. Uh, and obviously, tight ends, they had some guys. And But you would think putting Odell Beckham on the field, even if he's not putting up, you know, 1,500 yards receiving, you would still think. If anything, they would be even better, those guys, from 2018. But for some reason, things aren't just as efficient. And whether it's due to the de Odell demanding the ball, which I mean, he rightfully does. I mean, he's one of the best receivers. I mean, he, he should get the football in his hands. But uh, it's just weird. But but you know what? I, I still want to see a bigger sample size. I want to see how they go out and play a complete game against the Raiders, uh, not a, a, a team to push over. Uh you know, and then they have their second half run and, uh, you know, they're going to have to face Baltimore, Pittsburgh again. You know, they get Tennessee on the road. That's going to be a tough game. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be I want to see a bigger sample size. But obviously yesterday you saw the efficiency. You saw the the Baker of old, the guy we all love to see, the guy, the, the reason why we bought all those jerseys and the shirts, you know, and fell in love with them. So. It was kind of uh, refreshing to see, and it was a big win, I think. It was a huge win. I don't care if it's Cincinnati or, you know, Kansas for State. Sure, for sure, for sure. I say, I say this this game was, in my book, a must win for uh, Cleveland. And and I know I – last week I got caught downgrading, I guess, the Browns production, if you want to say that. But, um, yeah, even if it was against the Bengals, I mean, I understand. I mean – it's it's still a win. It's a it's a division win, and it puts us at five and two in the, on the year. Um, no complaints. And I tell you, the Bengals 
I don't care what their record says. That team is better they're than legit. the record. They're legit. Joe Burrow is going to be a star quarterback. They're legit for sure. He I has could... all the tools you want. Oh, 100%. And I'm saying, like, like I understand Herbert threw for 347 yards and two touchdowns against Jacksonville uh, last week or this past week, um, and they won. But given the fact if, if Burrow got – Burrow threw for three touchdowns against the Browns and 300-some yards too. You got to think at the same time if he had that all, even a, even Los Angeles's offense line. I'm not saying Los Angeles's offense line is good, but, but it's better than it's that. Way better line. than Cincinnati's. If Burrow was under that offensive line in Los Angeles and had, I, could, I don't know. Actually, I can say that Los Angeles has more weapons than on the outside than than Cincinnati does, no doubt. With Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, AJ Green hasn't been able to stay healthy. I mean, I understand T Higgins played really good against Cleveland. Last weekend, um, Tyler Boyd's a dog. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, yeah. But I'll take Keenan Allen and Mike Mike Williams. I think. Either way, I mean, either way with that offense, without offensive line, you can't get, you you can't buy yourself enough time, you know. But I I sincerely believe if Herbert and Burrow switch places, um, Burrow would definitely be more more talked about more than he is right now. Because I mean, that guy's legit for sure. Yeah. Um, he threw 406 yards for three touchdowns. That's what he finished Burrow the did? game with. Burrow? Yeah. Not, okay, so I was off by 100 yards, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Just but he you, did you throw 47 times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he set the he's. I think he set the record for, in Cincinnati for amount of or an NFL record for a rookie for the amount of passes uh, attempted. The first rookie to have 400 yards passing three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Yeah, but he attempted like 50-something. He attempted really, against um, against us the first time, 61. 60, I was going to say, it was, it was a crazy amount for a rookie. Yeah. Or for a quarterback in general. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in and say uh, – and kind of call out Steve yesterday because I don't know if you guys saw his tweet. Um, I did. But I think it was just after he threw that interception. He said – and I couldn't screenshot it in time before he took it down – but he said something to the extent of uh, bench Baker, Baker's bad, something like that. Excuse and, me. Uh, that is completely. What did you say? Wrong. Quote it. I, well, first of all, I said, I tweeted that out after the first quarter when he was 0 for 5 for zero yards in an interception in which, by the way, that interception, I don't think I could dream of a worse scenario of an entire play. You throw a pick on the first play deep Two in your injuries. own territory. You, and then. Because of that, you lose your star receiver for the year because of a torn ACL trying to make a tackle, and your center got hurt. I know he, he came back, but your center also gets hurt in that same play. It was the worst thing you could ever dream of. But I will say, you cannot deny that for ever since the second half of the Indy game, from there until that first quarter, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. I, agree I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but he was bad. Oh, it, He was bad. Really? I agree he, he's you. pretty bad for that stretch of time. He looked terrible, and I was thinking, "Oh my God, here we go again! They're going to get picked apart by the Bengals. The Bengals, come on!" Yeah, yeah but because... football is a four-quarter game. And I get it, gotta, and you know, you and that's have... why I was premature, and I deleted the tweet after the game because I had to. Because you're ashamed of your opinion. Because you I didn't need my to, words for that one, but you, you be... cannot deny that he was terrible the first quarter. Sure, he was, but and I was thinking the same exact thing. Trust me, but and I saw other people tweeting the same thing, but I I thought, you know, let's see what happens from here, and. And he definitely responded. And you're right. That is that is a signature Baker Mayfield win. And that's like you're 100 percent correct. For I, the I, people that are just listening right now, I'm wearing my Baker jersey. I haven't been able to pull it out of the closet in a couple of weeks, but 
Yeah, you're 100 percent right, and and I, he was phenomenal. I want to see that Baker Mayfield play an entire game next week. Let's see an entire game, four quarters of that kind of Baker Mayfield, and then I want to see him do it against the better teams. If he can, if he can start doing that, maybe not. I'm not saying like 21 in a row against Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Right. I'm not saying that, but that efficient, confident Baker Mayfield. If he can play like that against those teams. Then, because because look, this year it's a contract year. They have to make a decision if they want to take his fifth year option or not. And that fifth year option is twenty five million dollars. It's a lot of money for a guy that's been playing average football or below average football. So you, it's a really did big you year. see the play calling difference in the second half? A lot more I, out of the shotgun. I, I get it. I get it. I want to see it against some more teams. Yeah, because sample size. I, I want to see you. how he responds to other teams. If he can do that, then I'm all on board. I, I like agree. Baker Mayfield. I, I see what you're saying. I just I'm not ready to write him off as a system quarterback or a game manager. I think he, he can be a either. gunslinger. I'm just telling you what I've was. seen so far. He's played average football. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen. I'm not going to be one of these guys games. from ESPN who just says he sucks. We need to get rid of him. No. I mean, he's, he, he's not going to start. What do we expect from the first quarter from Baker? You know what I mean? I don't expect over five for zero yards and an interception on the first play of the game. I, I don't expect, expect him to come out come out hot every year. I'm not That's saying hard. he needs to play Madden here. I'm saying I need to see some efficiency. I want them to have a good start he against a team efficient. that has one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Which can, go ahead, Chad. Twenty-one consecutive passes and five touchdowns in the second half is not consistent. You're not listening to what I just said, but anyway, you, you said you said he needs to be a lot consistent. anyway. So. No, but okay. we weren't we weren't having this conversation until the Colts game. Before that, we were talking about how efficient he was, and he wasn't making mistakes. He was only getting 150 yards a game or whatever, but throwing for a touchdown or two, no interceptions. And then after the Colts game, it's oh, he's suddenly again the worst quarterback in the league. Just well, like his, also, we were talking about last year, you want Steve, you want him to what he just did in that final fourth quarter, third quarter, whatever. You went to see that the rest of the game. But if you look at the whole season, it's either first half he did well, second half was gone. Exactly what I'm saying. Vice versa. So it's I don't it's really hard to expect that from him. You can call him average. And as a Browns fan, I want him to play like he just did. But through the whole season, it's been here or there. I Steve, we're not I, I don't need Baker Mayfield to become the next Patrick Mahomes I, or anybody. I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah, we're not saying I'll, that. I'll, 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 stop, stop, stop. But what I'm saying is, is that he has played this pretty much the whole year. He's not been a star player. And you're right. The first few games, he was other than the Baltimore. He's been a, a good game manager. Then the Indianapolis came around. They, they beat him around a little bit. And then from that second half of the Indy game, all the way through Pittsburgh into that first quarter, he was terrible terrible throwing picks left and right missing guys not confident looked i mean granted maybe he's injured he is injured i'll give him a little bit of slack he was injured yeah he does have an injury but you know what i give him all the credit in the world he stepped up when odell went down and he turned him that game around and he made the biggest he had that was his best drive maybe that final drive was his best drive of his career he Listen, had to be absolutely perfect on that last drive. There was no was phenomenal like, when he was almost got sacked and he still managed to complete that yeah. pass. That yeah. was huge. He had to be perfect and, that whole drive. And that shows that he can do it. I just want to see him do that for I want to see him do that again. Listen, I want to see him play like that kind of quarterback for a good stretch of games. We 100% agree with you. And we're not when we're not why going, are you yelling at me. No, I'm not I'm not yelling at you right now. I'm saying we 100% agree with you and we're not saying that you're saying that he needs to be the best quarterback in the NFL. What we're saying is, what we're saying is that 
quarterbacks have their ups and downs. And as Anthony pointed out, his looking at the games, the first half first half is considerably worse than the second half of a football game for for Baker Mayfield. I agree with you though. I need to see a larger sample size against more teams. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So let, let's transition. Unless uh, well, you can, yeah, can I, one uh, more one more talking. Uh, what? I'm sorry. What are you moving on to? I, I, uh, one I last a, part of the one last part of the Browns, and we'll get to okay. I want a quick on, overview of the rest the of the league. But yeah, go ahead. And I want to talk about you know, there's in the NFL. One of the key things to defense, one of the the, the basic arts of playing defense is learning how to tackle. you got to know how to tackle in the NFL. And my God, the Browns, I, somebody go. That defense, other than Miles Garrett, please explain to me how there's another player on that what field. About, what about Denzel Ward? Uh, maybe like Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward played well yesterday. Yeah, Denzel Ward. That, that also, BJ Goodson. BJ Goodson's they not were, had an awful year this year either. I didn't hear what you said. What? BJ Goodson. He's had a decent year this year. He caught a tipped interception. Congratulations. I could have caught that one. He's talking but, about overall defense, but our defense for, sucks. Well, we're, we're not bragging about it being the best thing in the NFL. That but there's guys, that, there's, guy, there's guys on that. There's guys on the, our defense stinks. There's guys on that defensive side that can make plays. Don't right. discredit. They just for as much again. as we You're talk right. about how Mitchell yeah. dropped that pick yesterday, he's actually been pretty good. He's top five in passes defended in the league. There's guys okay. that can make plays. Go ahead, Anthony. I said B.J. Goodson because if you – no, we do have an awful defense, but he leads the defensive tackles. So. Hope, though, he's a middle linebacker. I mean, I'm not even going to defend the linebackers. They're all terrible. I'm not I mean, either, but – I'm saying there's guys on that side on that side of the ball can, that can make plays. We have one pass rusher. We have a corner that Who's sometimes makes plays, and we have zero zero. Yeah, safety. I think we're in we're full injuries, man. Don't give it. Well, yeah. well, how injured are we? Bree Williams. We have like twenty six dudes. Oh, oh, Bree Williams. That dude hasn't played all year long. He missed half of the year last year. He's, a, he, he's, he's just so worried about getting his his he's diaper change on the sideline. What? He's your second cornerback alongside Denzel Ward. Well, that's what he's supposed to be, but he hasn't done it yet because he hasn't been. Okay, but what I'm saying is you're missing. We're saying he's injured. <laughs> but how do you know if he's good or not if he hasn't played? How do you know he's he did bad? play before? I can't say he's good until he plays on, on the field. On. And when he was on the field, he wasn't that good. That you good. asked us who was injured. How would you transition into that if he was good or not? Correct. I didn't even no, get to finish my injury. Just my <laughs> who else is really injured on that defense? Brent Delpit. Who? Again, has not played. How can you tell he's good if he had hasn't promise? Played? But he was going to play. He was going to be a starter. Okay. He had promise. Him and you Matt. know that for a fact. Yes. Yes. He was going to start. You know that for a fact. He was going to start. I don't know that. Yes. For a fact. Yeah. They definitely okay. said that. Yes. Well, I'm talking 100%. about the guys who have been active this year, who are really who, from week one on. Who has been injured? Katie got the list. Well, those two guys. Who I understand been, they like, were for a sustained period of time. Who has been injured? Ward Ward was injured this year, wasn't he? One Wyatt time. Teller. Wyatt I want Teller. to say he's on Hunter. offense. I want to talk about defense. Uh, Ronnie Harrison defense. had a concussion. One Jacob week. Phillips. Okay. I'd say Denzel Ward's no. the only big one. I agree with you. I'd say Denzel Ward's only the okay. only big one. So then one you game. tell me, our defense for the most part of the year has been relatively healthy. Of the guys who have started from week one on, but you can't. Say our defense healthy. stinks. You can't say our defense are healthy when we had a young linebacker who's looking, who's going to start, and our second cornerback is out. You can't say our defense was healthy. You can't say he's our second cornerback yet because he hasn't played much. He was though. 
Last year he was. But in the game, there's the two cornerbacks on most plays. He was the second one. Thank you. Award. He that did makes a very good job, but he didn't make that obvious. But so. he was our second quarterback. It doesn't matter how good of a job he's won. I'm saying that's a big loss. But I'm telling you, I don't care what you say. Our defense stinks. I didn't say it's that. Problem all year long. I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying injuries. I could go on and on about it. Olivier Vernon. Ever since that trade, we trade one of the, the better guards in the league for him, and he hasn't done a damn thing. I don't care if he was injured or not. All I'm saying, I'm going to leave it here, is injuries, injuries have plagued our defense. Yes, our defense isn't the best in the league, but I can't blame it all on just because, because they're all bad. Our defense was shoddy at the beginning. Injuries only made it worse. Thank you. All right. I would like to move on now. Um, no. Can we stay in the NFL at least? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a – we're going to hit a quick overview of week seven. Wait, hold on. I got them all right here. I got the – Well, uh, hold on, Chad. This isn't the Chad Rich show. No, this was – The I Chad wanted Rich get, show. I wanted, to, I wanted to get you guys' opinion. We're 20 minutes late to the recording. Can I get your opinion on the – on the uh, week, on week seven? That's what Steve was doing. I was about to do that. I was on time. I was early. Oh, my Lord, bro. All right. Um – I got my I exercise done in the morning. I want. I can't, dude. I have class. Wake up early. Some people go to. Some people go to. Sun's first school. class, Chad. Sun's first class. I didn't even get here this. I got they here have, late. This. I got they here have class on Zoom. You can just oh, do some no. push-ups while you're listening. <laughs> what time is your first class, Chad? I got here late. What, it don't matter. What time is your first class of the day? <laughs> All right. Next topic. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, what I wanted to say was um, there were a lot of big games like you like you mentioned uh, earlier in week seven. I just wanted to get um, one game from each of you guys that stuck out to you the most um, out of all of them, really. And, and, and then we'll, we'll touch on some some I, I would like everyone to pick a different one if they could. But if not, it's fine. And then we'll just touch on different different other games that we didn't cover. But we're still notably good games. Yeah, so, um, I'll make mine quick. Uh I uh, saw the end of the Falcons-Lions game, and the Falcons lost because they scored a touchdown. So that's good. They scored too early with a minute left, and Stafford went down and scored a touchdown at the end. So that was interesting to watch. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll go with my game here, and I'm going to – because you got me a little fired up, Chad. I'm going to kind of go at you here a little bit. I I remember the first episode we talked about, you would take the Dallas Cowboys over (laughs) – the New Orleans Saints in a game. I wa- and then I, I remember yesterday checking my phone and saw that the Washington football team absolutely manhandled your Dallas Cowboys 25 to 3. Not my Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys stink. Their coach should be fired. The whole team doesn't care. I'm Andy Dalton nearly lost his I, I do want to make a comment on that later on, though. Hold on one game. second. Dalton almost lost something? his head. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, that was bad. I think, and, and they're 2 and 5. Amazing. They're still in the hit. race. That's, uh, that's my game. I, I was amazed how Washington beat down the Dallas Cowboys. Can I have a can I can I have a say in that though? Um, we our first podcast I said that because Dak was healthy, hundred percent, and they were looking like a good team. Yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, that doesn't Dak help got, their defense. He got, hurt, he got hurt that week, by the way. Can we uh, listen for a second? He got hurt. <laughs> can we the day for, before we, we recorded that podcast? Second? Can we listen for a second? No, I did not. I never said Dallas. Cowboys were good without Dak Prescott. I said they'd be good if Dak Prescott was still healthy, which is a relevant statement. They are number one in the NFC East. And you can't say, oh, well, the NFC East is bad. I understand it's bad, but they're still first overall and they're still going to get a playoff spot when Dak was healthy. Second of all, before the two games when Dak was actually out, when Dak has been hurt, 
Zeke Elliott actually has been playing, was actually playing as a really, really good running back, but now he's their best player on the offensive side. So now all the focus is going to be on him. He's had two really, really bad games. So Dak Prescott, healthy with the Cowboys, yeah, Dak couldn't close out games. Everyone knows that. Anyone that watches the NFL knows that. He couldn't close out a game. Were the Cowboys bad, though? Their defense was bad, but their offense kept them in games. They did. Third of all, they played a really good Washington team defensively. 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 Want me to pull up? Let me, let me pull up defensively, defensive stats for Washington. Why? Because they have Chase Young? Look, didn't say that. It's no, not, one, it's all not a one-man team. And all love, by the way, watching this is serious. I'd like to send my congratulations uh, to Ron Rivera, who just beat cancer this morning at his final round of treatment for for boat run. Good for yeah, him. Ron, if you're watching Washington. this, congratulations, man. Yeah, really. I mean, that's good for him. He's glad he beat the Cowboys and then he beat cancer in two days. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, one one part's impressive. Cowboys, that's like, <laughs> come on, the Cowboys, anybody can beat the Cowboys. Chad, that's Go ahead, team, uh, go ahead Anthony. You had a point. Uh, no, if it's my turn. My game of the week, honestly, I besides the Seahawks losing an OT, the Buccaneers, bro, they're looking, they're looking hot right now. They're looking pretty good there. I'm not wrong there. Tom Brady played like an MVP yesterday. All right. Um, I'll get into my game in a minute. I'm I'm looking up. Uh. Like Washington's, about that, aren't you? Washington's defensive stats this year. I know you're not wrong. Washington's not a bad defense, but come on. Come on, Chad. I not listen. You're making me sound like I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not. Well, I mean it's just that everyone else in America hates the Cowboys, and I get that. But what I'm saying is with Dax under center, he can if 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 Dallas Cowboys had a had a subpar to average defense in the NFL, that team would be over 500 with Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. They would be. Yeah, that's what they do every year because they're average. They're mediocre. So is Dak Prescott. But, we'll get them eight and eight. But Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott get get unbelievable amounts of hate for, for them being good players. They do. When did, hold on. Hold, I didn't hold say you. Up. Didn't when did Ezekiel Elliott get this? Where does Ezekiel Elliott get this? He's this one of my favorite Buckeyes of all time. We're not he, we're not in college anymore. Yeah, where does he you get guys, this hatred? Where does he get the critics from? I, I didn't say it was you. I didn't say it was you. But you understand? No, no where? No, who? You said they're the you most from, criticized player in the league. Who, who? Who criticizes them? Episode two, I came back and said how everyone wanted Odell. Everyone said Odell Beckham Jr. should be traded. Everyone being ESPN and all the main outlet uh, sports sources. This past year, everyone says Dak's not worth a max contract, which is true. Yes and no. And Zika Elliott's not a, not a top five running back in the NFL. Those rumors both came up. Here's the thing, though, of it all is that Zika Elliott's been one of the most consistent running backs in the NFL for the past two or three seasons. Look it up. I don't disagree. Okay, I'm not saying you I don't, guys are I, I think I'm saying Dak Prescott cannot take you that far. Right. But, but why are we blaming it all on him? On Dak? Who is? On, on my question. That's my question. Who's blaming on Dak Prescott? Everyone's saying he doesn't deserve a max contract because he can't lead a team to the playoffs or to, to anything. 
Right. His team can't amount to wins. But then well, we're Tom Brady here, back there. That team making making the plays with that defense. But then uh-uh. we're and that yeah exactly. But then we're sitting here saying that that Dallas is so bad because their defense. The team stinks. It is bad because their defense. They, they their left tackle is a dude from the street. Hate, undeserved hate to Dak Prescott. Everyone's saying he's not worth the last contract. You're telling me he can't lead a team if he had a good defense? He had a good defense a couple of years ago. Here, hey Chad, here. And Here's a tissue. Than, here. I'm not crying. Wipe your tears. I'm not crying. I'm just saying, you, it's undeserved hate. It really is, and it's just be, and mostly it's just because of the Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboys fan. You guys are making me sound like Wait, I. What? You, you know what, Chad? You're right. I am glad that the Dallas Cowboys are losing because I absolutely hate the Cowboys. You're 100 right. And this is my my analysis is not because I hate the Cowboys. It's because they stink. And that's a fact. That team stinks. Uh, I want to make a comment, though. They did get murdered by Washington. But speaking of Washington, do you think what's his name? His career is over, the Ohio State quarterback? Haskins? Yeah. We talked about that in the first episode, I think. That um, I remember I said that he could sit behind a Big Ben or somebody until they retire, maybe learn something. I I came out and – as you can see, Anthony, my opinion isn't respected in this podcast whatsoever. <laughs> I came out and said Dwayne Haskins can be a starting quarterback in the NFL by next year. I agree. Um, and I think I, – I really do believe Washington kind of ruined him. I mean, he was thrown in a situation where, you know, he had to be a starter for, for that kind of team. And Ron Rivera was kind of the only hope. And as much as I love Ron Rivera as a person – um, I, I, I really do despise him as a coach. And, um, well, they came out the other day that their relationship got correct. really bad. Yeah. And, and it came out that Haskins was violating team policies with COVID with the coronavirus and stuff. I mean, he wants out of there and he, he needs, he wasn't treated right in Washington, but, um, I do believe if he was ever given another chance with, with another team, he, he, he's, he's quality starter material by next year for sure. Well, and then on that first episode, I remember saying that I don't think he is a starting quarterback. Uh, you know, you say that he got thrown into the wrong position. Well, to me, in the NFL, as a first-round pick, you should be starting. And uh, he got picked in the first round because he was meant to be their next franchise quarterback. And I'm not saying that he should be a star the first year, but uh, he was going to be the starting quarterback. And uh, they played him, and he didn't prove it. He threw too many picks. Uh, he was too inconsistent. Once in a while, he, had his, he has his moments. Uh, but I think he's too inconsistent and maybe he can have a shot as a backup somewhere with a veteran team who can, you know, teach him some things. But, uh, I don't think right now, I I don't see how he's a starting quarterback. I just don't think, I don't. All right. Saying those things, I want to do a little quick debate. I'll respect you. Who would you take, who would you take over Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins with knowing that Alex Smith has had all his injuries? Who would I take? Yeah. Are we taking a season or are we taking a, like for a sustained period of time? Whatever you want. A sustained period of time is Dwayne Haskins, obviously. Okay, because of his uh, age. Age is age, age is the biggest factor of that. Um, for a season, if I have the right, the right pieces, offensively and defensively, I'll take the better quarterback right now, and that's Alex Smith. Um, and and I'm I feel like both of y'all will agree with me on that, but um, yeah, basically, I mean, anything that Dwayne Haskins has gotten him right now is age. Um, and that's the biggest potential factor for me too, is that I really do think he can get better because he's so young still. Um, but yeah, keep, keep the questions rolling. Um, I wanted to pick my game that had the biggest impact on me. Um, 
No one really mentioned, which this isn't the game. I was just saying we can touch on after I say my game. Um, no one mentioned Pittsburgh being the only six and or undefeated team in the NFL. I don't want to think about it. Steve in the second podcast said that they're the most complete team in the NFL. And the more I think about it, the more I agree with them. I agree um, as well. I had, well, I had the, my Buccaneers are right there, but right now Pittsburgh's the most complete my team. power rankings last podcast I think went Seattle, Kansas City. Um, it might have been Seattle, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. But anyway, uh, the game that stuck out to me the most was San Francisco and New England. Um, San Francisco downright obliterated New England, 33-6. to six. Um, During the game, though, like Mike Wilson, watching him play, you could say, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this guy, this guy is the running back for San Francisco, and then he gets hurt, right? But he had 112 yards and three touchdowns before he got hurt. And against, uh, I guess, a, t- a, a defense that has the title of one of the better defenses in the NFL. I know they've gotten older and they've gotten – I mean, they weren't at the same caliber as they were last year. But that defense still has that title of one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, but it surprises me, really, that how San Francisco can produce these running backs. Like, like you, have, you have Mike Wilson – who just got hurt, Jarek McKinnon, who they're going to probably pull for the rest of the year with, with the ribs injury. Uh, that kind of stuff's scary. Getting rid of – or letting Brita go to Miami, but still having Mc, uh, McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, and then both of them are hurt, and now Jermichael Hasty is coming in. And he and his his time, I guess, uh, was really promising. It looked, it looked real promising for um, San Francisco, but – yeah, I mean, Garoppolo did not play well at all that game. Um, it was definitely that running game. Um, of course, Wilson accounted for that for those 21 of the 33 points. But uh, Newton ended up bad, bad, 98 yards and three picks. Um, as a Cam Newton fan, he's my favorite player in the NFL. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to throw him a pity party, but you gotta remember, the man did have coronavirus. And you got to think at the same time, I mean, these NBA players came out and they reported that they were having symptoms. They, they received symptoms from this virus, just like any other human being did, no matter how much recovery or whatever they got. Um, and it dealt with fatigue and stuff like that. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that's the reason why he played so bad, but you also got to think this is a second game back from it. And both times, I mean, he, he's lost, right? And he's not the same quarterback that he was for the first, what, four games um and it's a noticeable dis- difference but um yeah that was my that was that was the game that stuck out to me the most probably uh is there anybody else that wants to highlight a game highlight a moment anything like yeah, that? yeah uh i just wanted to throw it out there that i saw that buffalo won without scoring a touchdown and in the second half of that game the jets only had six yards from scrimmage so i thought that was interesting I did notice that. Uh, I had two comments. One, the Rams are currently beating the Bears. If that means anything. Um, and I don't know. I wanted to talk about the Andy Dalton hit because there people was. wanted him suspended, but he wasn't suspended. I I didn't really – I mean, it's football. I don't really feel like he should have been – obviously he wasn't, but I don't feel like he sh- should have been suspended, it's, even if it was up for grabs. It's football, but did you see the hit – during mm-hmm. the Ohio State game? Which one? The um shoot, what was it? 
Come back to me. I got to Oh, some of the targetings? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we'll get they, to that yeah. one. They're going out there and headhunting our receivers. But, yeah. Yep. I wouldn't say this is – it's just headhunting. It's tar- it's, 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 it's tar- it's, it was tar- targeting to its finest, 100%. That's why he was ejected in the first place because for targeting. Was the hit dirty? It could go both ways. I understand it's football, but at the same time, like, shoulder to the head, I mean – I don't know, man. I, I like to see what you guys think about this. Though. That hit on Andy Dalton was it's blatantly dirty when the quarterback is already sliding. I I cannot stand watching when they're they're in the motion of sliding. They're already down, and you get linebackers just jumping headfirst at them. That's that's so unsafe and that's dirty, and he needs to be suspended. Well, do you remember but that? That that reminded me of the one on Joe Flacco. That's exactly what I was about to say. Do you remember the hit on Joe Flacco uh, versus Miami? Yeah, who did that? Kiki Alonso. Kiki Alonso. Yeah. And, and let's also clarify that it, it's one thing if a quarterback sliding and a linebacker is already in the motion of trying to tackle, you just can't stop momentum. I, I would give him right. a pass if that was the case. John Bostick, he, Dalton sliding to the ground, and Bostick's still upright. He's running, but he doesn't hasn't started to have tackling motion yet, and he just full-out launches into his head. It's, it's dirty. He deserves to get at least a two-game suspension. He should have his paycheck from, uh, forfeited from that, that game. Uh, he, Andy, Andy Dalton's lucky that he doesn't have a broken neck. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe that's he by the rule book. And, but you know what's even that, worse? That's a textbook. Go ahead. Okay. I, said that, I was just going to say that's a textbook example of, of targeting. Targeting, 100%. But you know what's even, I think, even more, and this is going back to the Cowboys. I can make fun of them all they want. How is it that your quarterback gets hit like that and not one player, not one, not even a coach, goes and confronts Bostic, shoves him? I would have no issue if somebody would came off the bench and started throwing fists at him because I, I, I'd have no problem if I was a coach. That's what made me upset the most. No one stuck up for him. And that's, that shows how bad the culture is in Dallas. Nobody's sticking up for each other. There's no accountability. There's no respect. No one wants to – no one cares. I agree. I agree 100%. That's and why the Cowboys stink. That's one of the reasons why I like uh, Taylor Lewan from the, the Titans is when when uh, Mariota used to get hit a lot. He got hit out of bounds a couple times, and Taylor Lewan would sprint right into that guy's face and yeah. be all up in his grill to defend his quarterback. That's that's how a lineman should react. And when you said the Flacco thing, I remember exactly. Joe Flacco got hit, and I remember about the entire Baltimore sideline was out there confronting Kiko Alonso and was about to pick a fight with them. I don't, I, yeah, I respect I that wholeheartedly. Yeah, and quarterback that, like that. That was the part that upset me the most watching that was just the lack of consideration or anything or or fight or anything from that team. Embarrassment. It, it was. It was. It was truly an embarrassment. I agree. Anthony, you want to add anything? Um, I rewatched it. It, I do think it was a dirty hit. He did. He was even. He was down before the hit began with. So I would have to change my opinion and say that he should be suspended. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but I, mean, I did like your your comment about like trying to compare it to the Ohio State ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter was under fire after those hits on um, during Ohio State for targeting our receivers. And um, 
we can move on to that Ohio State Nebraska game. Um, and then get on with that. Um, but Ohio State, as we know, crushed Nebraska 52-17 at home. Justin Fields, 20 of – sorry, I forgot. 20 of 21, 276 and uh, two TDs. But Matt Trateek also ran for two touchdowns in that game. Uh, first thoughts, and then I had a specific question about the Buckeyes in general. But, yeah, Steve, go ahead. Well, I was going to say first uh, before I talk about the game, the targetings – there were three targeting penalties and only one of them got, or two of them got enforced, but I only think out of the two that were enforced, one of them is actually targeting. Okay. That last one, the last one, the safety came over and literally did what Brian Dawkins used to do with the Eagles and just flat out laid him out, but shoulder into chest, right. laid him out. I mean, hit him hard, but late, it was a, it was a clean in terms of the actual no head to head, nothing like that. But obviously, there's a lot of safety protocols nowadays in football. Safeties can't play football anymore. Um, yeah, that's but nice. anyway, anyway, talking about Ohio State, you know, they came out a little slow, you know. But uh, look, I don't think Nebraska is a pushover. I think they're better than they were last year. Um, they they have a veteran offensive line. Um, Luke McCaffrey's a nice little weapon they got there. Um, but Ohio State, they they got too much talent. They do. Uh, and they're going to gel. You know, they have they lost a lot of starters, a lot of draft picks, especially in the defense. Um, so they, they just got to get a little more experience. But, uh, I mean, they, they bring in five-star recruits from every part of the country. They're going to get it together. They have a nice test next week on the road. Uh, Penn State's going to be fired up. You know, they had that another kind of like Atlanta Falcon situation. Yeah. With I was going to touch on that game um, um, later on. Which we could, we could probably talk about that call at the very end. The, yeah, the for sure. Conversion. Um, Penn State's going to be fired up, you know, and, and in a normal year, we'd have the whiteout, and that's always a, t- a tough environment. But this year, obviously, a little different, but still, it's going to be a good test. Another ranked team or a ranked team that we get to play now. So, yeah. but I think if they can get through that game, um, which I think they will, then they have uh, at least on paper a decent schedule to get through before they play khakis. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but overall, you know, Justin Fields, man, that dude, I didn't think he could get better, but, man, he has an well, arm, his yeah. accuracy. Well, dude's, it, a, a that dude's going to change the franchise. A report came out before week. the season started, and he said he said to the, the department at Ohio State um, for athletics, he said, hey, I want to get more athletic. And I looked, I read that, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're looking at this guy who's a freaking nature in the first place. I'm like, how can you get more athletic? And he cut his 40 yard time by a significant amount. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, and then of course the intangibles of, of passing and stuff like that. And it showed in that game. I mean, that guy's a whole different person, a whole different quarterback than last year. Um, for sure. My pay for Heisman. Just yeah. like that. Well, he did go vegan. So. That might be know, the secret should, to his strength. Maybe I should go vegan because Chris Paul came out and said, if you become vegan, you don't ever get hurt. I can see you being, being vegan, Chad. Man, I just, Chris Paul's I, been hurt a couple times. Yeah, but that was probably before he went vegan. Because when was the last time he got hurt? Oh, I guess tw- – I, well, maybe he went vegan after the after he got hurt against uh, Golden State. Well, that maybe, soy uh, cost the Rockets in game seven. Yeah, they would have won that. Maybe Derek Rose should go vegan. Oh, touchy topic, man. <laughs> anyway, Ohio State. 
Uh, yeah, they start off slow. Like Steve said, it was only 14 to seven after the first quarter, but um, yeah, we saw Justin Fields is arguably the best player in all of college football. And he made some incredible throws. And I think we already saw maybe the catch of the year from Jackson Smith and, and Jigaba. I don't know how to say his last name, but he had that brilliant catch, uh, the toe tap in the end zone. And uh, it reminded me a lot of that Michael Thomas catch against Alabama back in the Sugar Bowl. But um, we saw that. And um, I would like to see a little bit more out of the rushing game. Um, Master Teague, bro. Master Teague only had 40 yards. I think Trey Sermon is probably their – should be their number one back. I like Master Teague in third down and near the goal line. But overall, uh, another Ohio State uh, domination game at the beginning of the season. But uh, moving forward, I think it will be fun to watch them play Michigan and Penn State. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be one of the top teams at the end of the year. I will say I absolutely hate that team. I absolutely hate khakis, but they look pretty good against Minnesota. They were physical. They ran the ball. They have Milton at quarterback now. I do like Milton a lot. Um, But, you know, it's khakis. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I love Ohio State. I think they played well like they always do. They usually blow out the teams that should be. But if you want to be a number one team, you overall have to be good. And the fact that if you look at week one stats, we are – 18th is their highest rusher, and that was Justin Fields. I think running back, because there will be points Justin Fields will be will struggle throwing-wise, and he might not be able to scramble and run. And you need that running game. And I think if people really want to have Ohio State number one, Ohio State needs to change that. But overall, Ohio State looked really good. Um, obviously, team up north, don't want saying it but they looked pretty good and the Rutgers they put up a good game they'll be fine what they'll be fine oh yeah we'll be fine what are we ranked right now third worry about that yeah I thought we were fifth but don't matter anyway um, um I wanted to hit on my bad um, I, I, I wanted to hit on the Indiana Penn State game. Um, and then after that, um, Michigan State Rutgers, but, um, what? What? Rutgers? Rutgers upsetting Michigan State? Yeah. I thought that was a big game. Okay, no, that's fine. You're the host. Rutgers has always been terrible and Michigan State is supposed to be good every year, so. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Um, but yeah, um, Indiana beating Penn State in overtime. Uh, I think we should just focus on that that last play of the game, on the two point conversion. Which I was watching that game, and my God, I was like, man, that's a ballsy move right there. Like, either way, like with those overtime rules, if you kick the extra point and tie it, and Penn State comes out and scores, it, they Indiana still has a chance to score. And I'm like, them going for two to try to win it that early. I mean, that's ballsy for sure. And um, uh, plays before that, though. I mean, like in in regulation with the Indiana kicker on the trying to squib it, and uh, gave Penn State great field position. 
Um, but yeah, I wanted to touch on that last play of the game. Um, mostly was, uh, did, was it, was it good? Was it, um, do you think that he really got in or not? I have my personal feelings about it, but, uh, if, if someone wants to go first, I can piggyback off that. Well, I think the main thing is that it was called good on the field. So they needed, uh, evidence to overturn that. And from what I see, he touched the pylon before the ball touched the ground and before his knee touched the ground. I thought it was good from looking at it a couple of times. I know, I think Steve disagrees with that. Uh, I disagree as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I watched the play, he was, he was in the air, but that ball, the bottom of the ball hit the ground out of bounds and then it tipped over the pylon. Mm-hmm. And obviously maybe when that angle, when it hits right before, maybe it's barely crossing that white. And again, like Justin said, it, it was, one of those plays on for unfortunately for Penn State where it's just you got to go with the call on the field because there's not enough evidence. But from just looking at it, to me, I'm 95% sure that ball hit out of bounds short and it just kind of like pushed it in into the pylon and it, you know, looked like he got in. And obviously the official said that was, but I don't think the officials made the right or the wrong decision to stick with it. But it's no. one of those plays where at, in that at a speed, it's really hard to tell. So it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I really think the officials would have made a wrong decision if they overturned the call more than just had it stand um, because of how they called it in the first place in real time. I mean, they called it a touchdown or a two-pointer or whatever it was. Um, and the more I look at it, the more I say, oh, for sure. Like, no, I mean, the, the ball definitely hit the – Hit, or the ball definitely hit out of bounds before it hit the pylon. Um, but at at the time, I mean, you didn't have that that much evidence really to say. Still oh don't. no, what's that? We still don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't. It's it's basically, I mean, by eye. But um, um, yeah, I mean, I I think they made the right call of not overturning the call on the field. Really, uh, I, either way, huh? Um, I did not watch that game, so I have no input. I was going to say, either way, Indiana played a hell of a game, for sure. Give them credit. 100%. That's going to hey, Ohio State gets them. I, I know at home, but, you know, I mean, Indiana's – seems like in the past few years, other than this last year, uh, Indiana's always given Ohio State some fits. Mm-hmm. I mean, we won, but uh, Indiana gives us a good fight, so. Be a good game. Yeah. All right. That's why, I, that's why I was excited to watch Big Ten football because it's top to bottom, I believe, the best conference. Anything can happen. They're all solid. A lot of defensive teams. Thousand percent, man. Thousand percent. You wanted to talk about Rutgers. Go ahead. No, Justin and I both agreed. Um, Rutgers win over Michigan State, I think, was a big win. Um, and I agree with Justin because, I mean, the Rutgers are really, really – our scene is a really bad college football team. They're – in a lot of people's minds, not meant to be in the big time. Correct. And I think they, I don't want to jump the gun or anything, but when I say they, they proved people wrong. I mean, Michigan state is always seen as a, one of those top teams in the big 10, not saying top as in definitely large market. Yeah. Large market. I guess I should say, I mean, they're not better than Mich- Michigan. They're not better than Ohio state and teams like that, but for a team like the Rutgers to go out and, and beat Michigan State, I understand Michigan State wasn't ranked or anything, but I don't I don't go too hard on those rankings either. I don't – with the AP poll and stuff. But, no, I believe it was a big game for, for, for them to come out and, and make a statement. 
for sure. I mean, Michigan State did produce the likes of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Wait, there's no Kirk Kirk Cousins slander, but I think there should be. And like you said last podcast, I think you said, Justin, you said you'd, you'd allow some after his terrible game against, I think it was Seattle, right? Last week? I don't know who he played against, but it was bad. Yeah, and- I know. And I guess I'll allow Cam Newton slander it after you Cam Newton slander this week, man. Yeah, Whoa. that was a bad game. But in his also, defense, yeah, in Cam COVID Newton's defense, his receivers are awful. Correct. Get the man some help. Because it shows how good Tom Brady is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but he also had a younger element at the time. Are you talking about just last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Tom Brady took that pretty much that same exact receiving core to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and I think it proves that. Brady's not a system quarterback, even though people think he is. Um, nope. because, because he came in with that same receiving core and still balled out and made it to the playoffs. And the Pats aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. So that's that goes against the anyone can win with Belichick. Narrative yep. As well. Yep. 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 Well, 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 let's let's hold on. Bill Belichick's a great coach. Not disagreeing. Not a great general manager. I mean, that team does not have a lot of talent other than Cam Newton, but um, he's still a great, great coach. I don't just because Tom Brady's doing well and Patriots aren't doesn't mean Belichick's not a good coach. So, you see what Bruce Arians said about Antonio Brown? No. He said, "Be." He said, "I don't know. I don't know the quote." Be a team player or be gone. Yeah, be a team. Be a team player or be gone. And that just shows like that Arians did not want him on his team. Like that was all Tom Brady recruiting Antonio Brown to get to the team. I don't know about that. You think Arians would want Bruce Arians is, is Bruce a Arians very... said he didn't want him in the offseason. Yeah. And Arians is not the type of coach to deal with that kind of no. stuff. Antonio Brown starts putting up numbers, he'll want him on his team. Yeah, but we don't know if he is or not. It's like we don't know if Greedy Williams is a good corner or not. I didn't say he was a good corner. I said he's our second cornerback. Number two, number two. If you're one of the top two corners on the NFL team, he must be pretty good. There you go. There you have it. There's your answer. Well, he's not, so I don't know how he's yep. good or not. There's your answer. We're missing our second best corner. Yes, thank you. Thank someone understands. Can't say he's our number two until he proves it more. So who's our number two? Right now it's Darren Mitchell. I'm not saying that's a great thing. I'm just saying that's who it is. Who was last year? Darren Mitchell. And TJ Carey. Yeah. It's true. Just saying that he's a, he's technically our second cornerback with Denzel Ward because he, he usually plays on the our opposite side of Denzel Ward. Our second cornerback is on the injured list. Man, we're screwed. Along with our one of our starting linebackers, huh? Hurt. Who? Who's hurt? Who is hurt? Delpit. No linebacker. Hey, Jacob Phillips. Yeah, he's played, what, half the year? So, what, three, four games? He's hurt. How can you tell he's a starter? Or, or not a starter, a star, I should say. How can, how can you tell he's really going to beat that guy? Is anyone on that roster a star? Other than Miles Garrett, than Miles Garrett there's than, not a star on that defense. Denzel Ward is a star. I don't care what you say. Uh, he's I good. Agree, I agree he made Justin. huge plays yesterday. I agree with Justin. He's good. He's he not went up against a, what, 6'4", A.J. Green. On that last um, throw to the end zone on that mm-hmm. one from the Bengals, and AJ Green came down with it, but he knocked it out of his hand. 
And you saw earlier, he made that slide tackle. Yeah, the slide tackle. That was, that was crazy. He is a good and corner. I'm not saying he's, he's bad. Not he's a good corner. He's not a great tackler either. So he managed to make a couple big tackles. Yeah. I want to make a comment, though. There was a play that I thought was kind of hilarious. That Did you see Cincinnati, the first play of the game, started off with a tight end screen? Good play call. I didn't see that. Yeah, because, you know, they got Giovanni in there, so he's, they can't really run it. So they started off with a tight end screen. That's smart. Browns really, blitz. That's how you beat a blitz with a screen pass. Browns blitz a lot, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we got to Burrow a couple times, but he looked composed. He threw it really fast. I yeah. can see why. I can see why people at LSU love Joe Burrow. Did you see that? Thing. Did you see that thing of that video of him stretching? The he referenced he referenced SpongeBob. He said, "Bring it around town." Did you see that? Yeah. No. Oh my god, it was so funny. I was like, "Dude, he's my favorite quarterback now." The thing's so funny. It was like on Bleacher Report or something. Oh, he's better than Cam Newton, so I don't blame you. He is better than Cam Newton. Listen, I'm not overly biased about Cam Newton. You guys, <laughs> you guys take so much. I don't know why you like him. Huh? I don't know why you like him. You don't dislike him. He's my favorite. He's my favorite quarterback. But you can't ask me why. Like, why do you? Why do you? Why is he your favorite? Like, I would ask you the same thing. Why is LeBron James your favorite basketball player? Because he brought our city a championship. Okay. He's not my favorite basketball player. He doesn't have to be. I'm giving you a reason why, though. Okay. Why? Why? Why do you like? Why do you like Cam? Just so why are you on chat about Cam Newton? Huh? Thank you. What's What's so likable about Cam Newton? Well, I would say this year after he's been, after he has had a job in four years and he came out three in and three straight games and produced wins. I was rooting for him at the beginning of the year. And come back play for that league. same reason, but and I hope he bounces back from this coronavirus too. But yeah. the fact that he just didn't give up, I mean, and of course, I mean. I mean, I get the virus like can really affect your body, but can you really say yeah. that the virus is the reason for three interceptions? No, yeah. no come I'm on, J- Chad, you're really stretching him thin now, right there. I will say. Did you listen to my point when I made when I brought up the San Francisco? San Francisco? I did, and it's all a bunch of BS. No, did you hear my point though? What did I say? I said, yeah. That, I that said, fatigue is really affecting Cam. No, I didn't say that. You did. I. You want me to tell you what I said? Because I remember what I said right in my head. I said, Cam Newton came back from coronavirus. I said, this is not the reason why he threw three interceptions, but NBA players came out and said after they've got, after they've had coronavirus, they said that they've felt fatigue and felt symptoms. I said, it's not to blame for his three interceptions in a bad game, but I'm saying it's not, it's not a deciding factor of how he plays. Yeah. Paul George must've had coronavirus too in that game seven. Yeah. Like and he hit the backboard time, like, off of like three. five times way off peak. I have two talking points to end the, the episode. We're starting to get is one NBA. Hour. I hope no, no, no one cares NBA about the is, NBA right now. The NBA is irrelevant. I, I can make an NBA debate yes. if you want. I want I want Anthony's but last. I want to get take hold on. Let me one of one of these questions is real real quick. Do the oh, Dodgers win it tomorrow? Oh shit! Yes. I forgot about the MLB. <laughs> we don't have to talk MLB much because you know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but just because just because I hope they don't. Just because Justin said yes, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say the race. I think, I, I think MLB will stretch it to seven. I think the Rays win it tomorrow. The Rays got all the momentum, man. I'm telling you. I think it's gonna and, be a seven game series. But... And that Dodgers team is stacked. Seager. But 
Don't count, don't count the Rays, bro. And Kershaw's actually been good. Huh. I agree. Sure who's yet. on the mound tomorrow? Blake Snell for the Rays. Oh, that's a dub. Um, I don't that's know who's pitching for Dodgers. I don't know. That's Bueller dub, just pitched. It's not him. Blake Snell's a, Blake Snell's a dog, bro. For sure. Right, and then I had one. Um, maybe we, you know, we'll just do quick. I was going to do a little bit more, but since Anthony has a talking point, I don't want to take time away from that. So I'll just say, you watched seven weeks of football. We had our top five teams last week. We'll make it quick this time. Your MVP of the season right now. That's tough. MVP of the season. I was I was um, caught. Yeah. <laughs> I was caught saying Russell Wilson was my MVP through the first three weeks or for the second first or second podcast. But before we made this whole podcast at the beginning of the season, I said Kyler Murray was MVP. Kyler Murray was going to be MVP of the of the NFL season for this upcoming season before that season started. And I'm not saying this now just because the Cardinals beat the Seahawks and Russell Wilson still, I mean, he threw three interceptions against Arizona, but he's still a phenomenal quarterback. But I think the top three in the race right now are Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers are my three MVP candidates. And I know – I feel like Steve I – don't, I don't want to say what Steve's going to say, but I'm going to go right now. I think Russell Wilson's still MVP. I agree. Oh, I thought you were going to say Aaron Rodgers. Now, Seattle – I think Seattle needs to help him out with either defense or another weapon, but defense. Russell Wilson is carrying that team. 100%. Five and, and one. That's pretty impressive. I don't want to backtrack on – because I said Kyle Murray was MVP – in the beginning of the season. And I'm not discrediting him, man. Kyle Murray's balling out in Arizona. He really is. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Seahawks, Seahawks need to upgrade that. I said that in week one or two as well, that uh, Ryan yeah. Russell's the MVP. So I'm going to yeah. until Seah- something drastically changes. Which yeah, Seahawks, like. Seahawks need help on defense for sure. That defense, man, that's rough, bro. I feel I, I really do believe that's why they lost that game against Arizona. Well, he threw some picks, but you know what? Russell yeah, Wilson's still Yeah, bounce back. Game. Yeah, for sure. Aaron Rodgers um, had a terrible week last week, and look how he's bounced back. So every quarterback, yeah, for sure, it. for sure. Tom Brady's uh, had a tough start to the year, and now he's playing really good. So yeah, Patrick yeah, Mahomes yeah. is going to have the same thing. He'll have a tough week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam Newton had a tough week. He'll bounce back. Justin, uh, who's your MVP, bro? Not uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. <laughs> I would say it's between Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers right now. I would say Aaron Rodgers because he's getting some guys to produce right now that you wouldn't expect, like Lazard, like Valdez, Scantling. Devontae Adams is really good. I don't know if he's – With Aaron Jones out. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I have those two, and then Mahomes, and dare I even say Tom Brady is in the mix right now. He's Oops. not – So. No Kyler? Um, he's in the top ten right now. Okay. And then – Real quick, uh, I don't know if we're seeing these or not, but defensive player of the year right now, my pick is Miles Garrett. Man, is he's getting a strip sack every single time. When he goes down for the sack, he finds the ball and pokes it out every time. Yeah, yeah, that's Anthony, not him. Anthony, what's your MVP? Um, it would probably have to be um, Russell Wilson. I just, I don't know. I don't want to sound stupid here, but how often does a running back win MVP? Almost none. Derrick Henry, aren't you? I was. I, I, Derrick Henry is a, is a shout. He's a he's a sneaky pick for MVP. Um, 
him and McCaffrey. And I know McCaffrey's been hurt for three games, but the guy, whenever the guy's on the field, he's been, he's been, he's been no doubt the best running back in the NFL, but him and Henry are both like, if a running back had to win MVP, I think him and I think McCaffrey and Henry both have the best shot uh, to winning it. Just real quick, the last uh, running back to win MVP was Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006. So that's kind of the bar that you're. Oh, one of my favorite at. players of all time. I love Ladanian him. Love, Tomlinson, love his uh, his famous Campbell's Chunky Soup commercial that made me want to just go out there in the mud and play some football. <laughs> I remember that commercial, man. That's so funny. Yeah, right, Ladanian Tomlinson's a dog. I mean, saying that, no offense to Russell, I love Russell. He's one of my favorite. But do you think it could be a year for a running back? Oh, no. It no. could. Lamar's a no. running back, right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it <laughs> could. It could have been if McCaffrey didn't get hurt. That's, my, that's what my take is. It's going to be a quarterback. It's either Russell, Aaron Rodgers, maybe Well, Mahomes it's going to be a quarterback, yeah. I'm saying, he's yeah. Saying, maybe Mahomes he's saying, picks up what he's already doing. So He's saying, if is it was there a chance of a running back winning MVP this year? I said with McCaffrey, if he, would, if he didn't get hurt, his consistent numbers are matching those MVP-type caliber players right now. Yeah, my real answer is Russell, but my fantasy choice would be Dirk. My real answer is Russell as well, but my fantasy choice would be uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> he probably had <laughs> negative points yesterday. He did. He had negative, 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 can I, can I just jump in real quick? Team, negative negative ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up something I saw on TikTok yesterday. Oh my and <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> this girl saying, Oh, wait. What's, what's deep? I was going to say, actually, I think I should change my MVP pick to. Trace McSorley, <laughs> throw it on a dive. Anyway. She doesn't get from Briarwood. <laughs> Where number uh, nine? This girl posted, it was like, my boyfriend finally posted um, today about our six months. Oh, and it, was, <laughs> it was a picture of Derrick Henry. <laughs> but the funny part was one of the comments was, you rush for 200 yards a game and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's so funny. No, one, one of my favorite. And, Anthony, I hope you still have the NBA – Topic. I want to get that before we start getting stupid. Hold on, I wanted to tell Justin the one um, comment is the funniest thing is that you know how um, Patrick Mahomes engaged got engaged with his wife or with his girlfriend. Yeah. And ESPN posted photos of them in high school, and yeah. some some guy commented, "Patrick Mahomes stays stays getting sixes on and off the field." <laughs> oh, dude, that's the funniest comment ever. Oh my God! All right, Anthony, what is topic. your NBA talking point? Chad's excited to talk about. I am. This is my this is the my most topic, man. Political sports league in the world. But let's. This talk is about my it. this is my topic. Uh, I'll get hard and heavy with this. Uh, hey, I hope it's good enough for yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, it's a baseball slash NBA topic, but obviously, you boys. Michael Jordan bigger than no. <laughs> you boys are bigger in basketball than uh, baseball, but. Saying that the Dodgers, the Lakers won, and the Dodgers have a chance. I know your answer, but what do you think is bigger, the NBA Finals championship or the World Series championship? If the Dodgers win it, Finals, NBA Finals by far, with everything that's going on right now, with with Kobe passing away this year, with the Lakers not being in the playoffs the last five years. And with them tying the Celtics now for the, the most amount of titles, it's definitely that. Didn't the, the Dodgers win it a couple of years ago? Yeah. No, the last time they won was 1988. That's fact. And they have they've been in it. You're right, but they lost the, the Cheaters. Yeah. They lost to the Cheaters, and then they lost to uh, 
So uh, the other team, I, I forget who they lost to as well, but Red Sox. Um, who? Yeah, Isn't maybe. Yeah, I think it was Boston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they haven't won since 1988, uh, and I, I get it. I get the whole Laker thing, but if you actually talk about this, I think the Lakers in terms of the country, I think is bigger if you would take a national poll. But I think if you're talking really Los Angeles, I, I'm not taking anything anything away from the Lakers, but I think LA is still a big baseball town. They love their Dodgers, so I, I think they they're going to be very excited. If, I think when the Dodgers win it, yeah, um, I'll go finals with everything Justin said about with about um, Kobe Bryant's passing and um, stuff like that. I mean tying tying Boston for franchise titles and then of course not not making the playoffs or winning the finals in however long it was. But also at the same time, I really think the journey for these NBA teams to get a championship is harder was harder than these MLB MLB teams trying to make it to a championship. I mean, everyone talks about the asterisk. I mean, Pat Riley came out and talked about how Goran and Bam played in a game seven that the, or that if Goran and Bam play, excuse me, um, it would get, it would, the series would go to a game seven. And he said, of course, there was going to be an asterisk with this championship, but I did, I completely disagree. I think this is one of the hardest championships um, any team would have. To, I mean, if they win it, this is the hardest championship and one of, one of the hardest in NBA history. Um, with everything that was put in put on stake with them, I mean, being away from their homes for three months and in a bubble, and and such like that. And I mean, you got to think if Pat Riley won that championship with the Heat, he'd be coming out and saying it's the hardest championship um, of all time because that's just the kind of person he is. But no, I I would say for sure, I would say the NBA Finals would mean more if um, if LA comes on and wins the Finals, just because also at the same time, I mean. From my from my standpoint of it all, I think I think basketball is more. I, well, now might be a bad time to say this because, like you said, Steve, about it getting all political and stuff. But I think it has more um, traction with with fans and and stuff like that than than baseball does. I think I think basketball is a more popular sport than baseball, um, and that's why I I mean. That's 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 why I think the finals definitely was would be a bigger. Now the World Series ratings have been higher than the NBA Finals ratings. Right, and I mean a Sunday night football game was a higher ratings than the NBA Finals, and um, yeah, hundred percent. But but by cultural culture, like culturally, I mean basketball has been more popular than than baseball. I would say football would be more more the only sport would be football. Football would be more popular than baseball and and basketball. But I would say basketball is more popular than baseball. That's why I think. With that, and then along with the impact that Kobe had on Los Angeles, um, the Lakers championship would mean more than the Dodgers. The only reason I made that uh, discussion was because if you look at it history-wise, Lakers have won one more recently than the Dodgers. Dodgers have been struggling to win that championship, and this could be a year, and it'd be a year for both of them. So that's why I wanted to add this debate. Now let me ask you a quick question, flipping to 2016, and then we'll just we'll, we'll end it. Um, Cavs win the championship in 2016, and then um, what if the Indians won World Series in 2016? Still the Cavs. What would mean That's more? Tough. Yeah, I think uh, now this is both. These are both regular seasons now. Like there's no pandemic or anything. Like it's full on yeah. NBA Finals I, versus MLB World Series. I think because 
if you're talking about uh, like LA, they're used to winning a lot of championships. Every decade, they've gotten a championship from the Lakers. Cleveland's been a long time. For both so sports. I think because it happened first and just the story with LeBron, I think Cleveland, I would say, would have oh, – man, that's tough. It's, it's a tough it question. Because as, as a Cleveland – Because player, I tell you what, the, the Indians have been – I know I, Cleveland is a football town. I don't care how bad the Browns have been. They're a football town. But, man, do they love the Indians. Man, that's a tough yeah. question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if if I want to go back from that date, like quit, Steve oh, I'm said, sorry, Anthony. I'm going to let you finish. I just want to say yeah, now, that's a great poll question for our audience. Yeah, yeah. which <laughs> title was would have been bigger if they both would have won the Indians or the Cavs? That's a great question. Sorry, Anthony. Um, that's all good. Um, only reason I'm going to have to say the Cavs is just because they did actually win it, and they would have won it first if they were both to win it. But as a fan. I wanted them both to win it equally. Yeah, I think it was. I was. Well, I was so heavily invested in the both, though. Man, that yeah, both was. runs were. I think because of the circumstances of the series of the Cavs being down three-one and coming back, the the emotional roller coaster of it. I think that makes it um, special. But I mean, if the Indians would have won, they started off three to one, so we we thought we were going to win. To be honest, that whole time, so. And I was at game one of the World Series. That was an incredible moment. But uh, I still think with the story of LeBron leaving and coming back and winning the first title in 52 years, I think that would have meant just a little bit more. But I will say I'll agree with Steve. If the Browns happen to win anytime soon, that would by far trump oh anything. God. I was at the Cavs parade. There was 1.3 million people there. That was insane. But if the Browns win a Super Bowl, I don't think – the Terminal Tower would be it would be on fire because people would just be throwing so many parties, alcohol, every that there would be easily over five million people in Cleveland. Easy. We had a parade for Owen sixteen. How yeah, the hell that, are they that, gonna that, react that, to winning how, a Super Bowl? That's just no, that's rough, what I'm saying. That's you say that that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's how enthusiastic we are, even when we lose. Yeah, yeah we was, were Owen sixteen and they threw a parade. You yeah, know lived, how they're gonna season, react. Man. Like there are Browns fans across the world. All right, I follow a yeah. guy from England that's a Browns fan. Like I can't watch all the Indians games or all the Cavs games, but for years and years I watched every single Browns game. Yeah, that's how enthusiastic I am. I'm the other way around. Like like I haven't watched every Browns game, but for the Cavs, I've watched I've watched mostly every game of their season, even this past year. I mean, I know it was shortened, but. Yeah, as a basketball guy for me, I would say I would say the Cavs, but yeah, that would be a good poll question to ask um, for sure. But wrap it up. Yeah, with that, I think um, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Steve, make sure to thank all our listeners from. Yes, thank you to everybody. I, I saw, unfortunately, our number, our listeners dipped a little bit, but that was expected. You know, the first podcast came out, people were like, oh, what's this? And then they saw the hour and 45 minute show. And then they saw, hey, they're not that good. And then we saw that. But I appreciate the roughly 50 people who ch- tuned in to watch episode two. I uh, appreciate anybody who's going to watch this. I appreciate we actually found out, Justin did some research, and we have a listener from Singapore. Somewhere uh, is tuning into Around the Wire. So I appreciate well, you out there in Singapore, Singapore whoever you at. are. Thank you. Uh, we're officially on Spotify now. If anybody did not hear, we're not just on Anchor anymore. So you can look up Around the Wire on Spotify. Check out the first two episodes if you didn't watch them. 
Uh, we'd like to thank Anthony Salib for being our guest tonight. Uh, feel free to come back anytime. We had some great questions, had some great insight. Always a good time. Holding down the BG4. Now half the podcast today was BG, baby. Hey, Isaac Zumba. Um, so with that, if anybody else has anything else to say, I'm going to no, wrap just, it up. Yep. Thanks Wear for, a mask. Uh, yep. Social distance. Next week is election day. I will probably have a episode before election night. Uh, but if we don't, no matter how you feel politically, go out and vote. It's one of the greatest things you can do as a citizen. So please sure, go out and for vote. For sure. And, uh, you know, go Browns and get the Las Vegas Raiders in Cleveland. The Buckeyes go to Penn State, take on the Nittany Lions. World Series wraps up this week. We'll probably talk about the winner next week. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a Baker Mayfield isn't a system quarterback. Yep, we can end it there. Cam Newton, rough couple weeks now, but I have confidence. I think Cam Newton and the Patriots are gonna get it turned around. They may not be a star, but they'll get it turned around. Yep, and then so. we'll make this a weekly thing. We'll make this a weekly thing to end the episode. Um, Stephen thinks Jordan's a go because he won a national championship. All right, thank you guys yeah, for listening again, around the wire. That, so. And um, yes, thank you yeah, everybody. Until, until next week. Until next week, stay safe. Wear a mask. God bless. <laughs>